Welcome to Three Song Stories, where the podcast that turns music and memories into stories and biographies. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Alexandra Figueras. Alexandra was originally born in Arica, Chile, but grew up in Naples her entire life. She came to the U.S. when she was just one. She recently graduated from Florida Gulf Coast University as a journalism major and once interned for the radio newsroom here at WGCU. She was also editor-in-chief for the university newspaper Eagle News. Alexandra describes herself currently as a professional person. She says, quote, that's exactly what it sounds like. While I am working a normal job, I'm most most notably working on myself, trying to gather and assemble the pieces that are inherently and authentically me, end quote. We strive for authenticity on this show, so bravo to that. Now let's talk song stories. Hey there, Alexandra. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for doing this. Like I just said, on short notice, we only gave you a few days, which is less than most people get, so thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, so... Um, so I was listening to your radio show last night. My radio show? Yeah, the one that you did with Bruno. And uh, uh, what's her name? On Eagle Radio. Oh, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Well, no, it was only about two and a half years ago. Uh, well, <laughs> it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so talk some about your time at Eagle Radio. That was, you guys had a show called The Round Table. Yes. And you did three episodes. Yes. One on church and state, one on immigration, and one on net neutrality. Oh my goodness. I don't even remember this. This was so, it feels like it was forever ago. So much has happened in two years. But um, yes, so that was like a radio show that my friend Bruno and Sarah Jane That's, yeah, Sarah Jane. Um, also was involved with. And it was just kind of like, I mean, that's what it was. It was a podcast about um, current events and whatnot. So. Was that um, when I did, I, I was a teacher. Uh, for for oh a couple God. of classes, in I your, remember in your journalism media, yes, like production class, and uh, I think was it you and Bruno that approached me? Yes, about was it that was that the show you guys were approaching I me think about? So. Wow, it's all coming together it's all, it's here all now. Full circle. So, yes, well, they had come. So uh, so Bruno Halpern was a guest a couple of weeks ago, and is who recommended yeah, Alexandra. One of his three recommendations was Alexandra here, and um. And I had helped uh, Mike Donlin, who was a guest way back, I think, in our first year. Um, he uh, he works on campus and here at the station, and he was teaching a media production class, and he had me come in and do some audio teaching with the students, and that's how I met Bruno and Alexandra. And um, at the end of one of the classes, you two came up to me and just picked my brain about shows and podcasting and how to get a show started and i i had never followed up to see what it was that got made <laughs> so i guess that was the the round They're table about 13 minutes long uh the first two had this jazzy groovy music behind it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i seriously don't remember this wow you blocked this out well i'll tell you what real quick before we actually get to what we're supposed to be talking about um the two two little tidbits that i thought were interesting was bruno speculated that the internet was going to be corrupted by foreign adversaries and sarah jane said that disney could come out with their own streaming service and destroy <laughs> everybody so you guys you guys need to bring the show back we were ahead of the curve You're for way, sure way ahead of the curve um okay so uh you grew up here Yes. Um, but you were born 
in Peru? In Chile. Chile. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, I, it's okay. Um, so um, here, here, like Naples, Fort Myers? Yes, so Naples. So, I came here when I was one, so I pretty much grew up here. This was my home. Right. So what was the musical background of your childhood here in Naples? Um, so that's actually interesting. My mom had me when she was really young. She was 21. So I actually grew up around rap. That's what I... That's what I would, yeah, that's what I mainly listen to. I listen, I listen to Nelly, 50 Cent, <laughs> all those people. Um, what were your grandparents listening to? Were they here too? Yes. So my grandparents on my dad's side lived here, um, not my mom's side. They lived back home in Chile. I wasn't really around them too much, but my grandpa is like a piano player, and he's really, really good at that. So he listens to a lot of classical music and piano, of course. Did you ever play musical instruments? No, never. <laughs> didn't even try? Like in, in middle school band or something? No, no. I somehow managed to like slip through the cracks in that, um, changing schools and whatnot. You know, most kids play the recorder or something like that, and I never got the chance to do that. Did you ever aspire to it at all? Or no, was it just... I was never really interested in learning instruments. What about singing? No. I see. <laughs> you don't want that. Do you do karaoke? No. I have like no music. I'm like I said before, I'm very rhythmically. What about dancing? No. <laughs> well, actually, I when I was little, I did ballet and I'm just really lazy. I was always a, like a lazy kid and I would just fall asleep in dance class. <laughs> um, this is a new question that we normally ask later, but I'm going somewhere here. Um, if you were a cocktail of some kind, what would it be? A cocktail? Or a mixed mixed yeah, beverage if, of some kind. If Alexandra was a, we, was we're a starting drink. a three song stories. Who's sure. co- who, who is which cocktail? Oh, list. okay. Um, I don't really drink much. It could be a, a non-alcoholic drink. Well, oh god. How about can I be beer? Well, yeah. That's not really a cocktail. That's okay. You got it. Well, uh, dress it up to make it yours. Um, Describe the mug that it's in. Okay, <laughs> it's in a frosty rainbow mug. What kind of beer? Uh, Corona. And if you had three of those, would you maybe do karaoke? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You wouldn't want me to, but I would do it anyway. I'd force it upon my subject. Okay. Wait, um, so what's your your go-to karaoke song then? I've never done karaoke. No, uh, if you had to sing a song right now and I could put the words up on the screen. Uh, Maybe like Hot Stuff, uh, Donna Summers. (laughs) Yeah, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Good answer. Um, uh, I'm going to go out of order here with this, too, because uh, if you were a championship wrestler, what would be this music that you came into the stadium on? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny. I listened to one of the episodes and you asked that question and I was like, oh, I can answer this. And now I'm here and I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Can I like. Can think, I look? think on it. And yeah. I'll ask you again we'll when we normally back. ask it. Okay. What was the first music you owned? So, um, my cousin actually in Chile, he gave me a Nirvana CD with like his best hits, Kurt Cobain's best hits, Nirvana's best hits. And I kind of carried that with me through many years. But the first piece that I purchased was an Avril Lavigne CD. I didn't even really like, like her like that. I just had money and I bought it. So <laughs> Was it uh, like your friends liked it? Because I remember getting a, 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 a tape at the time, but it was because I thought my cool friends liked it, so I got it. Yeah, I mean, she was like, you know, she was that punk star with the pink hair and whatnot. And she had just came out with a CD, and I was all like teen angst. So I was like, I'm going to buy the CD. Skater bull. Yeah, <laughs> all that. So <laughs> um, Wait, I wanted to know, though. So, you, I mean, you grew up on rap, mm-hmm. and you listened, you carried around a Nirvana album. Yes. And then... Had you'd purge, you spent money on a pop pop punk rock <laughs> album. Like, um, yes. where, where where would you say your musical tastes gravitate towards? 
My I like me all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, all over the board. I could jam out to jazz. Uh, metal anything but right now I'm really into like really underground um, experimental music Mm -hmm. so um, people that have like a thousand followers on Instagram that people don't really know too much about but that's what I'm into right now Um, Bruno said you're into EDM Oh yes! yes. I know he loves those car rides. (laughs) That's exactly what he alluded to. Um, uh, uh, What was it? Um, Okay, before we get to your first song, um, you said you haven't ever played music, but if you could, what would it be? Like if you could just like Matrix style, learn an instrument and be good at it. Um, I guess it would be piano. Again, to be completely honest with you. This might be weird, but I'm just not really that interested in playing. So even if you could, you'd be like, I can. Like yeah. I like I like I could get paid to do this, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, well, because like you know, every I just no. Okay, I'm not that interested. But if I had to, I guess piano because I'll let other people do that. You know, that you can teach can. people to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's worse. Then you have to play all the time. <laughs> nothing. Okay, it's time to get to your first song, which is what Young Blood. Yes. Uh, would you like to talk about it? Yes, I'll talk about okay. it. So my cousin, um, my cousin actually introduced me to that song. I was about like fifteen or sixteen, and she's a few years younger. And at the time, my family on my dad's side lived in Indiana, so I would go visit them over the summers. And she introduced me to that song, and it was such like a a lively song that kind of just gave me I don't know how to say it like power in a way. I felt invincible and we would play this on like late night car rides with like some of our friends that had cars and we would play it before jumping off of bridges and playing in like the cornfields and stuff so it, it just gave me a sense of freedom and that's a memory that I carry with me to this day so every time I hear that song like sometimes when I'm sad I'll go on late night car rides and I'll just blast that song and it brings me back to that time when I was in my teenage years kind of carefree and free Essentially. When was the last time you jumped off the bridge? Um, <laughs> when I was 15. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> uh, okay, would well, you want to listen to it? Yeah. Okay, this is uh, Young Blood by The Naked and Famous from their 2010 album Passive Me, Aggressive You. So, what's it feel like to listen to that song, which you normally listen to for that reason, here with us through that story? Oh my gosh. I just. <laughs> It I it feels nostalgic. I had the, I feel like quitting my job and just like getting a plane ticket to the first place I point and just going, like we're, just we're, leaving. The airport's like twelve minutes away. Oh, you you <laughs> underestimate me. I am impulsive. I we got to get at least so two more stories it. out of you. I could go so after. do it. <laughs> um, uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. How much time did you spend there? I would spend summers. Okay. Do you mm-hmm. still go back there? I went back there like about a year and a half ago in November to visit a friend that I have because I made I made friends there when I was young, when I was like 10, and we still stay in contact, but I haven't been back. Do you have family there still? Mm, not really, no. Okay. No bridge jumping last year? No, <laughs> no it was November, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would not be good. So no. um, uh, that band, is that a band that is with you, or is that just a song that's with you? It's just a song. Um, again, it, it's it's influenced. It's been with me since that time, and I, yeah, it's a part of me. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so we bet you, because you were an intern. Yes. Um, you did your degree in journalism. Correct. Do you aspire to journalism? Because <laughs> uh, the way you wrote your bio kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, you're not really doing that right now. And maybe, I don't know, I kind of sensed maybe not. Yes. So that's a very interesting question. So, no, I'm not currently doing it. Do I aspire? I, I, I think I do, yes, but in a different way. I don't necessarily subscribe to the traditional way that journalism is right now. Like, I don't see myself maybe i don't know i don't see myself being in a newsroom maybe for too long uh and by newsroom do you imagine like are you picturing like wink tv or wgcu like the arc between you know commercial and public? I, I would never do broadcast i well in in terms of like tv um I, I wouldn't mind, like, WGCU, like, radio or um, print, especially. I love print. That's kind of where my heart is. But I wouldn't mind those avenues. I'm not really too interested in TV, personally. No, yeah, I'm totally with you there. <laughs> um, why did you study journalism in the first place? Um, I was kind of led into it. I've always been a writer. I wrote my first story when I was five. So growing up, and I was really bad at math. Like, I failed math a million times. Even in college, I failed it like three times. So I was always just really bad at math and good at writing. And my dad was just like, you know, why don't you do journalism? And I had never considered it. And I was like, sure, why not? Um, And that's just kind of what I did. And I really, really enjoyed it, like my time doing it. I did enjoy it. What was you? You were very specific about that first story. What was your first story about at five? Oh my gosh! Well, my mom has it. Um, it was about a ladybug or a bee, I think, trying to find its mom. <laughs> it's like finding Nemo. Yeah, exactly. See, I was. I think I was ahead of the curve too. Do you still write? Um, not as much as I should. So I kind of have. I don't even know how to get into it, but I I recently found out that I have um, ADHD, and that's affected. It's debilitating. It was debilitating. So everything that I had in my mind, I wasn't able to put on a piece of paper. I wasn't able to type. I wasn't able to do anything. Um, So I haven't been writing as much as I should have, but I'm kind of getting back into that groove. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that, Mm -hmm. because I believe... I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer. That's what radio is, is mostly writing and then kind right. of acting what you wrote. Right. Um, um, but I believe um, Kurt Vonnegut, I don't know if you ever read Kurt Vonnegut. You should read Kurt Vonnegut. But he mm-hmm. always was like, you should just write. Write every day. Even if you just tear it up after you're done. Just write something. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, do it. I'm just really hard on myself. Even though no one's going to read it except me, I'm just really, really hard on myself. And I'm like, oh, that's not good enough when like no one's going to read it. So... <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough about that. Um, uh, shows. Okay. So you don't really like to dance. You don't like to sing. You don't want to play instruments. Do you go out and watch people do all those things? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I go um, to a lot of um, EDM shows or shows, what they call them, to see certain DJs. Um, I've been to a few concerts. So yes, I like to see other people perform. I enjoy Have that. Have you done Ultra? Yes, I have. <laughs> what? When did you go? I went in 2015, so I think I won tickets on Twitter. It was uh, Dead Mouse and Avicii yeah. was supposed to headline, but he got sick, so he couldn't. <sighs> I know. I was so mad. I was gutted when when he passed away. <laughs> oh my gosh! That yes, that I felt that one for sure. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, Ultra Fest um, is a. Um, I, what would you say? So what Bonnaroo is for for. 
He's saying this so I'll know what, yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> like it's it's a music it's a music festival for EDM, but it's it's like the music festival where all the big acts come together um and no one's the headliner because they're all giant. Right. Right. It's yeah. It's like three days or something. It's three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh when was the last what was the last show that you went to in person since, you know, like mid March when they kind of stopped happening for now? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I actually don't remember. I don't really like I don't go to concerts that much. Oh, Ariana Grande. Just kidding. Ariana Grande I went to see. Where was that? Miami. What's the furthest you've ever gone specifically to see shows? Oh, just Miami. I don't go very far for shows. Okay. Um, uh, How do you listen to your music these days? Spotify, 100%. Um, Always through earbuds or do you have a Bluetooth speaker or something too? So I Bluetooth in the car and then I have um, AirPods. So that's what I use. <laughs> How long did it take to get used to the AirPods? Was it like oh, instant? It was, it was instant. <clears throat> okay. I I wouldn't. They're life changing. Huh. I, I used to make fun of people like, why would you wear wireless headphones? Like that's dumb. But it's I. I can't go back. No, now. I can understand how the function would be <laughs> amazing. I'm waiting for it just to be in my head. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> just a little. Make the speaker so small that you can just hide it in your ear. Yes. And, then, and you just can hear. Oh, stuff. we'll get there. Oh, I know. Probably too soon. Um, what was the last music that you bought that had physical form? Mm, I would say like last year. I buy vinyl. I collect vinyl. So I bought um, this band called Cigarettes After Sex, and I bought their vinyl. What is your vinyl setup for playing it? What, what do you mean? What, uh, I mean, like, is it just like what, a little record player with one little speaker? Do you have a record player hooked up to like a system oh, that has bigger speakers? No, it's just little speakers. It's like a tiny little personal one. Right, a little like, yeah, all built in kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Does it have a tape deck in it too? Uh, no. No, I saw one of those. No. Um, uh, do you have radio stations the, in your car that you have programmed because you might listen to the music on them? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Um, radio stations on your car. Like, do you get in your car and ever listen to music on the radio? Never. Okay. Never. So none of those are even, like, programmed to a certain station? No. I think that you're the first, you know... I suspected that because I think most people that come on the show are like, yeah, but I don't really you listen to it that often. But I was like, I bet she just doesn't even have I don't it. even touch it at all. <laughs> like, the, no. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. Um, well, it is time for your second song. What is it? It, it, was, it changed too, right? Oh, yeah. Is it lithium? It is lithium. Yeah. Ooh, yes. So how would you like to proceed? Um, I'll explain it. So um, Lithium by Nirvana is one of my favorite songs. Uh, my cousin introduced it to me in when in Chile. I would spend my summers in Chile as well growing up. And he's older than me. And my cousins are really into like rock and metal and all that. So he was learning to play electric guitar. And he would play lithium all the time. And then my cousin and I were really close. So he was the one that just introduced me to Kurt Cobain and what he went through, um, his backstory, everything. And that was when I was really young. I was like eight. And Kurt Cobain has stuck with me. Again, it's kind of like the Naked Famous, probably in like a higher level, where he stuck with me through everything. Like, I know all the music. I, I almost tried playing guitar because of him, but I never did. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a big part of my life, Kurt Cobain. 
If you're uh, driving down the road, well, you know, I can't ask that question to you. I was going to say if this came on the radio, but it's not going to. If you're walking, <laughs> if came up if you're walking your, through your... the mall, <laughs> no, 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 you're not going to go to the mall either, I bet. <laughs> if it came up on your on your Spotify shuffle. There you go. Okay, if it came up on your Spotify shuffle, what would be the first thing that popped into your head? Where would it go? It would go It would go to my, my time in Chile with my cousin, for sure, and him showing me all this music and, and the converse. He introduced converse to me, all, all of that. that. That's where it would go to. Okay, well, let's listen to it. This Lithium by Nirvana from Nevermind, uh, released in 91. It just makes me nostalgic for something that I never experienced. Um, I, I was born in 96, so Kurt Cobain died before I did, or before I was born. And I just, it makes me want to like wish that I was a teenager in the 90s and I could have went to see him in the grunge scene. That would have been really cool. If I could meet anyone and bring back someone from the dead, like celebrity wise, it would be Kurt Cobain, like easily. Huh. I have a question for Mike. Yeah? Do you have an equivalent of that? Like somebody, uh, a music artist that you got into after they had passed and it made you kind of wish you had been around Probably. <laughs> that comes to mind. <laughs> uh, I'll give that some thought as we proceed. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to yeah. that. Okay. I'll have part of my brain working. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you say that because I was thinking during this, because I missed Nirvana and all that stuff, mm-hmm. because I got into this weird Canadian band <laughs> that was like politically um, um, progressive, four part harmonies, weird. And that's like what I consumed the early 90s with. So all my friends are listening to Nirvana, and I'm listening to that stuff. But when I hear it, especially like this through these good headphones with that good version of it, it's really amazing. You know, it's just really, really amazing. I kind of wish I would have done it, too, in retrospect. But I guess not, because I like how it worked out. Oh, man, I'm kind of mad at you. (laughs) You had the chance. Yeah, no, totally, totally. (laughs) And and most of my friends, that's, you know, that it was huge. It was, it was, you know, it was huge. Well, also, I mean, Nevermind, which is the album that that's off of, Mm -hmm. um, was the, it kicked off the return kind of, of rock to popular music. Mm -hmm. It had been, um, the 80s had really i mean it's not a bad thing but like as far as genres it had done a number on all of the genres other than pop it was michael jackson michael jackson madonna mm-hmm. michael jackson cindy lopper it just it was pop 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 all the way down across all genres mm-hmm. and um and when nevermind came out it broke into the i think number number 1 or number 2 on the top 40 uh like the first week or whatever and so suddenly bands realized that you could make it up higher doing rock yeah i mean he he changed it he changed he changed in the 90s culturally i mean even the clothes like the way people wore clothes how they dressed he he changed everything (laughs) and that's when i'm sitting here while y'all are talking trying to think of the answer to that question and i can i can think of bands that i would have liked to have been there for like to listen to that seat to the record the first day it came out but none of them really fulfilled that same niche with the scene and the change and so i don't really have an answer to that question yet okay um, okay. Um, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you would sing with us? T- oh, wait. Yeah. TV you don't sing. No, oh, no, you don't. That's a but, thing. You really don't want but me what to about, sing. But what about, wait a second here. I, I do, we do diligent, due diligence on this show. Yeah. Okay. And I scanned down your Facebook page a few, few <laughs> Oh, <posts>. no. <laughs> and I, I know that you were hurt when 
SpongeBob guy died. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. You want me to sing the theme song? <laughs> yes. Oh man, am I getting paid for this? We could just say <laughs> it. We could just say it. Do you know it well enough? Yes, I do. No, I want the music. Oh. I yeah. want to do it as spoken word. Okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> like acapella. Okay, ready. Who lives in a pineapple? <clears throat> I need the right environment. Okay, okay. Well, we could do this. Okay. Are you ready, kids? Are you ready, kids? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, aye captain. captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, aye captain. captain. Oh, who, who lives, lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants absorbing and yellow and forces he. SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense was something you wish, SpongeBob SquarePants to drop on the deck and flop like a fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Sponge pants, square bob. That's how I always used to end. <laughs> you threw me off. I was like, what? I have no this comment. This is so ridiculous. This is so good. Thank you so much. Oh, you're I, welcome. I blessed just, everyone's we, ears. We just got you to sing. Acapella, good Lord. Oh, my God. Yes. No, SpongeBob. Oh, another, like... I, I remember, I don't remember anything, but I remember when the first episode came out in 1998. I remember where I was sitting. I remember everything. I do, too. Like, really? <laughs> that, that was the beauty of that show, because, I mean, I was 27, but still. I was like three. I know. I know. But that's the beauty of that show, is yeah. it, it hits all the levels. You're right. And yes. then, like, when my daughter was born, and I got to sit around and watch SpongeBob with her, and it was like doing something with yes. your kid. Well, my, dad and I, my dad's favorite show is SpongeBob. And we would just like bond and watch SpongeBob I together. I see the world sometimes in SpongeBob metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that's something my boyfriend and I bond over all the time is just SpongeBob quotes all the day, like all day long. Uh, it's like uh, yeah, wombo. Yeah. wombo. <laughs> you wombo, I wombo, Pinky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, enough about SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, Broadway musicals. Oh, I don't watch Broadway musicals. Movie musicals. I don't like musicals. Oh my gosh! You know what it's about, funny. Like, Footloose. I keep saying no to like everything. <laughs> she she I cheers think, for the the mayor. I find musicals <laughs> <laughs> distracting. Mm, well they, because they, they burst out in song randomly, and it's just like ah. I, I have a question about that actually. Does that yeah. happen to you for like um like do you uh, you watch animated? films at all disney movies. yeah so yeah when i was little mulan mulan was my thing so does that happen for you in those two like when this i think it's because i grew up on it that i'm used to it and i love it and it's it's a little different so i was really big with little mermaid and mulan those were like my top two but aside from that like it, it's just distracting i'm trying to follow a story and then when you burst into song i'm just like ah um what is your favorite mulan song oh um when they're uh, what what's it called? We are men. Oh, I'll, I'll make a I'll make a man. I'll make a man. Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. That one. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, um, no, Baby Driver. Are you familiar with the movie called I'm, Baby Driver? I'm familiar with the movie, but I haven't seen it. It's something that is a kind of a musical in a way, but not a musical. But okay. it has music in it in a way that I think you think you might find appealing. Okay. I find it fascinating and watched it twice the first time I watched it because I wanted to see it again. But you'll you'll see. I'll have to check it out because I, I've heard that movie over and over again. So I'll yeah, no, it's out. it's definitely one that's worth checking out. Um, what band or musician have you most recently gotten into? You mentioned like finding people 
Can I check my Spotify real quick? Because it's just, um, I go on like binges and I go deep into the Spotify Mm. vortex. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, There's this rapper, Pilo, from... um, Spell that? P-L-O. Oh, see, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then there's this, um, uh, I think his name is Fortet. And he has, um, he's more like uh, ambient, EDM. I wouldn't say EDM, but anyway, he uh, he has like a side project, like a pseudo name. And it's really cool because it's just symbols, his name. So you can't even really look up his Spotify. Mm. It's just a bunch of symbols. You just kind of have to fall upon it. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's I could show it to you. purposefully hidden himself. Yes. And it's really cool because huh. I just stumbled because that's how deep I got into it. Like, the rabbit hole. Are you able to then in. like bookmark it so you can yes. get back? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I tried looking it up and the only way that you could really Google it is Fortet's side project. Yeah. Like, what that's a hipster it. move. I know. Like, that's, <laughs> so like there's this, the hipster theory of obscurity, right? Is it like the, yes. the more mainstream a band becomes, the worse their music must be. So then the <laughs> exactly. best band in the world has recorded a song, but they've never released it. <laughs> that's pretty much the concept, right? Like no one's going to find it. Um, so yeah, that that those are kind of like the the rabbit holes I get into. The so people, like you like, couldn't even like they they have they, they don't have a Facebook presence or something like that that you could get to. Um, I'm like, trying to think if we can tag them for this. Maybe you can they'll hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you can tag like him. His name is Fortet. So right. like that's what he performs under. Understood. But like his uh, so you could like look F-O-U- that up. F O U R T E T. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yes, but like his side project, you're not. Right. I don't think you could find it. Um, um, if you were a championship wrestler, what music would you come in on? Okay. Um, I've got Spotify. Uh, probably a rap song. Probably. Mm, yes. So probably Pilo called Get Me Lit. Let's hear it. I want to. Oh, you want to hear it? Michael, bring it up. Okay. Yeah. This is your fight music? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna see if I change my mind, but I think that's, or maybe, maybe. Let me see. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, that's the walk-on music, right? You watch any wrestling? No. <laughs> no, and I don't think I could fight anyone. Probably. Uh, okay, great. That worked out good. Um, okay, uh, time for your last song. Okay. It's uh, Sweet Tides. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, I was with a bunch of friends at my friend's house, and we were in the back porch, and it was like dusk. And I was, um, I was, mm, I was going through a lot internally, like internal battles. Um, and I was just feeling pretty bad about myself for a lot of reasons. And like I mentioned before, I'm very hard on myself, um, that and that's been lifelong. So when that that song randomly came up, my friends were painting. We were just out there having a good time, and someone's Spotify was on, and that song came on. And you'll hear the lyrics. I don't remember them specifically, but at one point she's like, "Your eyes are full of love. Like um, it takes time to realize how full your heart is." Um, and your mind wanders to strange places. And I just felt like I connected with that so long because my mind, 
I just go into these rabbit holes every day, like just deep, deep, deep into rabbit holes. And sometimes I forget to live in the present and to to accept myself and love myself. I forget to do that sometimes. So when I heard this song, it felt like, and I don't know, it doesn't have to be a religious thing. These are the times that make me realize that there's something more out there. I'm not a religious person by any means, but it felt like this entity, like a, like a, like a person was giving me a big, warm hug, like a motherly figure. It's almost like my mom was just coming to hug me. And I just felt so safe and warm and felt like everything would be okay. And that I need to give myself a big hug because I'm being way too mean to myself. So that's where that comes from. Well, shall we listen? Yes. Uh, This is Sweet Tides by Thievery Corporation from the 2008 album Radio Retaliation. I... That just gave me another gentle reminder to just give myself a big hug. How long ago was that moment that you were describing? Not too long ago. Must have been like two months ago, three okay. months ago. Well, I was going. I was going to ask because you know, in your little bio that you sent, you kind of you know put into words some of the things that you're talking about now, and I'm just wondering <coughs> how long that arc has been. But this is fairly new. Um, this has always been like a lifelong challenge of mine. Um, like I said, my mind goes into rabbit holes. It always has, and especially since I graduated college. Now, or I mean. Now that I don't have any structure, now that I don't have any, I have to turn this in. I have to be in by this time. I have a bunch of time to be alone with my thoughts, and that's a very um, suffocating thing sometimes. And it's gotten it's gotten progressively worse now, especially like I said, because I have so much time, and I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I thought I would be. So many things that I thought that were are no longer what I thought, what I planned. And it's just derailed a little bit. I mean, now I feel like I'm back on track. But when that moment happened, I was, I would say I was probably at my lowest. And it just, it changed, it changed me. It did. So. But now you're conscious of what you're working toward. A little bit, a, lim- a, little, a little bit, bit more, step by step. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that it's baby steps, and it's not going to happen overnight. And I have to be okay with working at my own pace, not paying attention to what my peers are doing. It's easier said than done, especially with social media and everything, where you see, you know, seven year old kids being millionaires off of uh, selling toys on YouTube, for example, or even just someone that's twenty years old on private jets and stuff, and. You look at yourself, you know, you're almost 25 years old and you're like, I have like $2 in my bank account. Like, what are you doing? Um, So it's hard, but I just got to I'm learning slowly but surely to accept that I'm going at my own pace and I have to be okay with that. Have you considered uh, graduate school in something like creative writing? You know, I have considered graduate school, um, but I've also on this journey, I've come to the realization that. All these credentials and spending money on 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 degrees and stuff, 
you know, you don't need it. You really don't need it. You can. But it's structure that it might is, be good to have. It is, but <laughs> I, yeah, right. That's the paradox. It's a, yeah. it's a huge, and that's something I struggle with yeah, as well. Yeah. A paradox. I don't want structure, but I need structure, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome to the human condition. Exactly, the human experience. So I understand that much, but I'm also seeing, like, for example, college. It was such a great experience, and it gave me so much that I can't even describe like I'm so thankful for this experience and I know a lot of people don't get this experience but at the same time I almost wish I didn't do it huh. in a way huh. so it, it's it's a it's two parts you know I had it all because it took me 16 years to get my bachelor's really degree, and I went to four different schools during that time. <laughs> well congratulations for getting it <laughs> yeah it was a miracle um so fourth song we normally ask what it might have been but I think we already have your fourth song because you bumped your second song to a different song. Yes. Or would there be a different fourth song now that we're here? No, I think that's that's it. Okay, so do you want to tell just like a real quick version of why it was your second song for a while? Yes. It was uh, My Girlfriend Doesn't Worry. Yes, okay, by Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Lewis is an anti-folk singer, and for people who don't know what anti-folk is, it's literally in the name. It's anti-folk music. And what makes anti-folk anti-folk is that it's raw they don't really edit things they um they don't master it they don't mix it it's literally just someone on a microphone they sing and that's it they put it out can you there play a little bit here just so yeah just orally people can hear it yes it's just that easy yeah <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't worry i like it it sounds like kind of like early uh, they might be giants mm. in a way. you're you're not wrong yeah Okay, so what's the story? So um, a, a big topic in anti-folk is existentialism and things that are going on in the world and people's internal struggles, and that's something that I obviously like go through all the time. So it's something that I can relate to. And another thing that I found out is Daniel Johnson, who is a huge like anti-folk pioneer who recently passed away, um, uh, Kurt Cobain really liked him and I just stumbled on Daniel Johnson by myself and then I learned that Kurt Cobain liked him and I was like oh my gosh we're the same so <laughs> I'm always intrigued, like connected with him somehow huh mm-hmm. um, uh, do you have a favorite band a favorite musician somebody who is like that you will you know you're always going to return to forever Kurt Cobain Kurt Cobain I mm-hmm. guess yeah um, do you listen to albums anymore Sometimes, sometimes not typically, but like, for example, The Weeknd, I listened to his entire album, the new one, After Hours, which was amazing. Um, But it's hard for me to like sit through an entire album sometimes. Do you buy vinyl from current musicians or more like bands from the past that you like? Um, Usually current, um, especially like underground, indie, um, anti-folk, kind of like Jeffrey Lewis. I'll buy those. Um, is there an album that you would always want to listen to all the way through? Because that's just you like it that way. Probably all of the Nirvana ones, like um, um, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, In Utero, um, Bleach, and then I, I, I'm I don't know why I'm blanking on the name. Which one was the one richer than that? Never, never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yes, that one. And then the the acoustic one, right? The MTV yeah, acoustic. unplugged. Yes, unplugged. the unplugged. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have all of that. That's too. my favorite. Yeah, about a girl is my favorite one. Unplugged. Um, we're about coming up toward the end here, so I've got a couple final questions we normally ask. Um, sure. Uh, what would your 14 year old self think of who you are today? Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably, I don't know. 
I think this is a very hard question because I don't want to say that I'm not proud of myself because I've come a long way. But I feel like I think I would have wanted to accomplish more than I have so far. But I think that a lot of that has to do with me just being so hard on myself and always being so hard on myself. So lighten up. Huh? You should lighten up. I know. <laughs> so, but I know it's not that easy. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, um, pretty good, I guess. I haven't been to jail, so that's good. So that's good. Okay, now Rich, Richard asked the question. Which question? Oh, the yeah, question yeah, okay, I, yeah, yeah. The question okay. I always ask so, wrong. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, using your three songs as the choices to answer this question. Okay. One of the songs is. Um, automatically preserved forever for future generations. It will never fall into like obscurity. Okay. Two, one of them is the song, the only song that you get to listen to for the rest of your life. Okay. So you may not listen to other music. Number three, erased from history. Okay. And this is the songs that I chose. You have to choose I bet between. I can guess what she's. Gonna okay. Say. I should write it down. No. Go. Wait. No. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Let's do. Um. Let's do Johnny Carson. Write it down real fast, Mike, and then I'll hold the envelope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Wait, don't answer yet. No, 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 I won't. I won't. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, hand it back here. I didn't. I just kind of did a little okay. shorthand. Yeah, version. yeah. All right. Uh, wait, is that okay? These are in the order that I asked, right? Uh, I believe so. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so for generations, it would be Lithium by Nirvana, of course. Um, one that I would listen to over and over again. Um, I think it would have to be The Naked Famous, the. Um, Oh my gosh! Why am I forgetting the title right now? I'm forgetting everything. Well, that one. Uh, uh sweet. Young blood. Uh, oh no, young, young blood. blood. Young blood. blood. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that one. And then probably sweet tides. I guess I would get rid of. Oh, I got them wrong. I switched. So, so close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, you had one out of three. I guess. Yeah, not Mike so Mike's list says. Mike's list says Nirvana, warm hug. <laughs> Other one. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. Other one. <laughs> yeah, because it can disappear, but I'll have it in my memory, so no one else needs to know about it. No, I think it just uh, that means no, it goes away. Like it's like like having it like it no okay. longer exists. Ever. Okay, okay. Would you like Never to rethink your answers? No, no, I think I'm gonna stick to it. Okay, then um then the last question is is can you recommend three people who you will share this with, who you will say, Hey, listen to this show that I was on. Mm-hmm. I think that you could be a guest on it too. Yeah. You can't Ooh, say Bruno. I cause... know. I was going <laughs> to. Yes. Okay. Can I? This is might be a little unconventional maybe. Um, but can I? There's this lady that I met. Um, she's homeless. And I know. I know. It's no, there are logistics keep, to keep, it. Yeah, but no. she. I talked to her and she's a very interesting person. And you like, can, she's, she's around the same place. Yeah. So she's you... in Naples. And again, I know there are logistics. I know. I know. Probably she's homeless and everything, but she's a very intelligent, interesting I, we're human. We're gonna try to make that happen. Okay. So her name's Jasmine. I don't know her last name. I know where she is. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that. And I don't know if she'll be up for it. Of course. Well, of course. No, but, that's okay. Yeah, they don't um, have to be up for it. But for, we can. And we can even. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. My producer brain's already working. <laughs> Me too. Cool. Um, okay. So two more. Okay. Um. My friend Bianca Silva, she is also Naples native her whole life, and she she's a very interesting person that works on herself, and she's very smart, so her, and oh, I didn't really think this one through. Uh, 
when people get to that third one. Yeah, right? That. I don't know. I don't know. You can, it can, you should, take you know, your time. Yeah. You could recommend somebody like former President Barack Obama. Yeah? Yeah, you can okay. recommend yeah, him, but, and but, then maybe that'll make it, it happen. Well, except, except you have you to put it in your hands. you got to tag him on hands. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I think he's a little busy. I don't know. <laughs> some amount of access to this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I can can you give me like a few minutes? Yes. I know you I know like in the instructions you said think about it and I did think about it, but it's hard. Do you, you know? thinking about it I'm as part of the anywhere. show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. <sighs> no don't don't rush to your answer. Get the answer you want. <laughs> I feel pressure right now. No well, pressure. No pressure. Yeah, take right? it easy. Breathe. I got, this is so random, but I got my blood drawn today, and this is the second time oh. my anxiety. <laughs> well, if you're feeling anxious, we can get, yeah, we can let it. you off the I'm hook. just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I have a safety valve answer for you. What's your you safety valve? SpongeBob. Uh, so, no. <laughs> so, we like things in threes. Okay. You were suggested by Bruno, mm -hmm. who was one of the hosts of a show that you ah, created. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Good, oh, good I like one. your little hint. And good one. The, that person was also an intern yes. here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So thank you, uh, Sarah Jane. All right. Yes. The, uh, the, the third leg on the tri stool of yeah. the round table. Are you still, are, yes. you, are you still in touch with her? Um, I have her on social media. We don't like talk, yeah. but yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, occasionally, you know, yeah. we'll drop in. Yeah. yeah, you should just, yeah, just let her know that you've, she's been recommended. Sarah Jane, you're on for the sure. list now. Hi, Sarah Jane. Okay. Uh, thank you, Alexandra, very much for doing this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and periodic host. Christoph is his executive producer. Our theme song was made by Dave Dave, Dave Cowan, and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. The song for this week's parting tune popped up randomly recently for me and talk about time travel. I hadn't heard it for ages, but it evoked a very specific time and place in my life. Even the car I was driving when it was a hit on the radio. It was a Royal Blue Ford Bronco 2, 1985. I love that car. I believe this song, for whatever reason, and I don't think it's the lyrics, just the bound to memoriness of it, was rattling around in my brain when I started working my way toward a great big transition in my life that wound up leading me to making art and music and then the Liquid Cafe and then radio and, you know, life as I know it. So cheers to you, Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers. This is one headlight from the 1997 album, Bringing Down the Horse. And by the way, when I went to YouTube to listen to it before recording this, one of the most recent comments simply says, songs are just like bookmarks in life. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. A lot of people think like Fort Myers is like a cultural wasteland and there's like nothing cool here. That's because they've never been to East Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs>